This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Hello everyone and welcome to the Saturday Night Harness uh, Preview. We've got uh, Melton on the Saturday Night uh, Venue and uh, for the first time this Inter-Dominion Carnival. It corresponds with an Inter-Dominion Night which is really good. It gives us something extra to look forward to. Rob, how are you? Yeah, hello Dan, hello everyone. Yes, we've got uh, the double uh, header of uh, racing to look at. Obviously, uh, Melton on Saturday night, pretty confident about this meeting. There's a number of runners here that I feel have got great winning chances. And as you mentioned, of course, all eyes will be on the third round of heats uh, during the Inter-Dominion Pacing Championship up at Albion Park. Well, let's have a look at the, the first at uh, Melton. Nine races on the program. 6.29, the first, the Allied Express uh, pace to kick things off. The emergency already out of the race in Royal Stars. Um, hot deal. We've got no markets to deal with, unfortunately, although it's becoming the norm nowadays. But I would think, I would be thinking that hot deal would be the top of the market there. Number four, Aaron Dunn in the first. Yeah, he does look very hard to beat, doesn't he, Dan? Hot deal. He's a winner of 14 from 41. Uh, he finished seventh behind like a wildfire in that Melton City Council sprint free-for-all last start. This looks to be uh, an ideal race. He was fifth in the Swan Hill Pacing Cup three runs ago. And then, of course, uh, he competed over uh, in South Australia prior to that in the South Australian Pacing Cup. So he's been running at pretty much the highest of metropolitan free-for-all level. He gets back into a race here that looks uh, very well graded for him, um, in particular for this race. And I think he looks uh, clearly the horse to beat uh, number four on top. Uh, hot deal. Uh, look, I've put in two Norms Lady for second. She gets a nice draw. She chased home Ideal Escape last start. Prior to that, uh, behind non-pareil. And certainly, again, the form line suggests that race is strong enough for a race of this calibre. And I thought she was a genuine place chance in the race. I've put in number 12, uh, Stir Me Up, who resumes from a spell. It's first up here on Saturday night, Stir Me Up. Hasn't started since September, but look, he's trialled well. He's a lovely horse for Sonia Smith. Josh Dickey takes the drive. I th certainly thought he'd run well fresh, could get into the placings. And I've got a bit of time for number 13, Dance Away, who's a good sit and sprint horse. We'll need a lot to go its way, but uh, it'll be running on late. But look, pretty keen on the four. I think he's one of the better bets of the night. Four on top from two, 12 and 13. And I've uh, tipped similarly with Hot Deal from Norm's Lady, 4, 2, 6 and 7 in race number one. Race two is the high gain pace, Rob. Um, this is an interesting lineup. I can come up with a lot of chances here. Yeah, look, I'm pretty keen each way here. I'll look, uh, depending what this horse will come up price-wise, uh, in number three, Hey, Go You Good Thing, uh, look, he trialled at Melton throughout the week. I called the trials. Uh, I was pretty impressed uh, with the way he went. Gets Kate Gath on board. He's a free-running horse. He'll fly out of the gate. Obviously, a smile and a winks and bulletproof sniper who have drawn one and two are both good beginners, but I don't think it would be in their best interest to be trying to hold out, hey, you good, hey, go, you good thing. I think he'll put too much pressure on them and they would compound. So I think if, hey, go, you good thing uh, works to the front, I think he'll give a fantastic sight. I think he's got a great chance from one, a smile and a winks, uh, James Herbertson drives. Should uh, get a good trip leaders back, I thought. 
Nine Business Kalas follows through Bulletproof Sniper will get a good run, will be running on. And I think Eight Lady Lani and Two Bulletproof Sniper certainly come into contention as far as the uh, trifectas and uh, first fours. But like the three each way here, I think you'll run a great race. Three from one, nine, eight and two. Okay, uh, well, it should be good odds as well. I've put Bulletproof Sniper on top. I thought he got pressured a fair bit first up. It was a good effort at Yarra Valley, but uh, there were plenty of chances. Two, one, six, and nine. Race number three. This is for the two-year-old fillies, the Ben Studd Standard Reds Youthful Stakes, Rob. Good race. Uh, interesting form lines trying to uh, bring some of these runners together. Look, I've settled for number three, Jumping Joy, each way here for uh, Matt Craven. Look, she finished fifth at Bendigo behind Free as a Bird and uh, Sarah uh, Tesloy. And, uh, look, she had her chance, and probably if you watch her last 100 metres, she, she got tired. She didn't really hit the line as well as the other two. However, I think probably the secret here, back to 1,700, I think, is a real plus for Jumping Joy. I'm pretty confident she can get across the one and two, and I think she can probably hand up to a horse like Free as a Bird and enable her to have the box seat trip. And we saw her win at Melton back in October under similar conditions where she sort of just sat off the speed and, and really hit the line strongly. And I thought she could box seat here, and I thought she had a very good each-way chance. So three Jumping Joy on top. Ahead of four, Free as a Bird... Uh, who, of course, uh, won at Bendigo last start, leading throughout, draws a little bit wider here, but I still felt she had a good chance of working forward. Uh, very taken by six, Sara Tesloy. I think she's a really nice filly. Just gets a bit of a tricky draw. I think on natural ability, you know, I'd nearly have her on top. I think she might be the best filly in the race, but I think the barrier draw is not overly kind to her. An interesting run of five, Miss Idaho, who comes across from South Australia for Ryan Ryhorick, Kate Gath drives, winner of six from seven, and uh, you've got to respect the stable. They wouldn't be here unless they thought she could uh, measure up. So three each way, four, six and five, good race to be playing some uh, trifectas and first fours. I've made it four, six, uh, five and three, but you're right, I think it is an intriguing race, Rob, race number three. And the the youthful stakes to a, a time-honoured event, isn't it, for Ben Stud Standerbreds? Race number three on the card. Uh, the fourth event, this is the free-for-all. It's the Logical Staffing Solutions, Mr Feelgood free-for-all. And um, what a great horse Mr Feelgood was. What he contributed to racing uh, in uh, in two hemispheres um, was extraordinary, winning all the big ones down under and winning the features um, as a youngster uh, in North America as well. Um, we've got, um, well, one of the most popular horses going around, a bulletproof boy, I'd say certain a start favourite here. Yeah, I like two triple eight. I think uh, this looks a good race for triple eight. Uh, I, I think Amy Tubbs will be pressing forward here at the start. La Captain, who's a very quick beginner, drawn the pole. Obviously, there's some speed here with Bulletproof Boy and So What, who have drawn three and four and five Outlaw Man. I think equally, they all come out of the gate pretty quickly when they wanted to. Triple Eight, we don't see quite often getting driven out of the gate. I sort of went back through uh, his form. There was a night at Menangle where he drew two and Greg Sugars really asked him to come out of the gate and he was able to work to the front in a fairly uh, big feature race. And I, I felt like Triple Eight will, uh, will press forward here and I, I think he's a really good chance of finding the front. 
I think he'll be really hard to beat. From three bulletproof boy, uh, well, you, what can you say other than great things about this horse? Half a million dollars next to his name, 170 starts, 37 wins, 39 placings. Uh, take a bow, Scott Ewan. Take a bow, bulletproof boy. Uh, he's, uh, he's a loved horse. Five outlaw man, racing with great heart. Four so what? She's also a very good mare. I like the two, triple eight on top from two, three, five and four. And I'm sticking with Bulletproof Boy number three from Outlaw Man. He's going to probably have to make his own luck, but he'll uh, he'll be a fighting chance even if he is sitting without cover. Triple uh, Eight and uh, Le Captain, so three, five, two, and one. Rob, race five is the Alabar Victoria Sires Classic. I think this is a good race. Um, it's funny because the boys, uh, the key runners uh, of the boys, are drawn the front and all the girls are drawn the back. It's usually the other way around, isn't it? Or it should be. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a random barrier draw, so uh, you're right. Uh, and I certainly, uh, you know, as a result of that, probably it does favour some of these boys. Uh, you look at number one, our Vincent Can Go. He's a 79 rater. Next uh, best uh, in the national ratings really is the uh, the Philly Ludicrous, number 10 at 66. Little Louis at 64, a 79 rater. Looks uh, well well rated here from Barrier One, and he's a nice horse. Our Vincent can go. Jack Law driving here for Julie Douglas. Her team's going well. I think he's got uh, the gate speed here to hold up, and I think it'll be really hard to beat. One, our Vincent can go on top. From five, little Louis, who comes out of the best form line. Uh, look, he's, he ran third in the Breeders' Crown final. And look, if, if he was able to get across to the lead, uh, then obviously I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, he, he's he's a good horse and uh, he, he'll run a mighty race, five little Louis. He'll be hard to hold out. I thought number eight, other, another Nien could be getting a good trip here. Uh, he's drawn inside the second row. Behind the leader, possibly at worst three back to pegs. I don't think that's a bad place to be. He did run sixth in the Breeders' Crown final behind perfect class. Only beaten 10 metres. He drew five. He gets a soft trip here from inside the second row, uh, drawn eight. I think he certainly plays a part to be a, a chance. And I've gone for 10 ludicrous to Philly in for fourth. Um, I thought her runs during the Breeders' Crown Series was terrific. I'm happy to forgive her run in the final. I think she follows through nicely here from uh, two off the second row. And But there's some really nice horses, as you mentioned, Danny. Um, you know, Chinchilla, Paradise Valley, the Phillies, who ran so well. Uh, Keyang Cedric's coming through to grades. Madigan's coming through to grades. Can't fault their form. And Cool Knight, of course, who also quitted himself really well. So it's a very good race. One, five, eight and ten, race five. I like our Vincent Ken Go. I can either see him leading or box seating Rob. And uh, look, his form's good. I think the gate uh, in this case is is an advantage for him. So one on top, uh, one five, thirteen, and two. Madigan, um, quite taken with Madigan, Rob. Um, a lightly raced horse, but uh, I suspect has had problems because he hasn't really got an opportunity to have too many runs together. But I really like what I see. Uh, he's now built up five consecutive wins over the course of the last twelve months. Oh, look, you, you can't fault the horse. Uh, five uh, wins from six starts. I mean, you know, we've just... Uh, 
I suppose all he can do is go to races and beat uh, the horses that he needs to beat. He did go back in the two-year-old year. Uh, he won the silver final uh, of the Vic Bread. So that's uh, a big tick. Uh, that pretty much indicates at the time he might have been the 13th best two-year-old uh, by winning uh, the silver consolation of the Vic Bread. So... You know, and what's he meeting here? He's probably meeting that sort of group of horse, isn't he? Uh, when you really take into line the opposition he meets, none of these horses are, you know, in the top three or four or five horses of their age group. They're probably in that second tier. So, you know, having won the Vic Bread Silver back in December really indicates that, you know, he, he should measure up class-wise and... Yeah, look, I, I think he's got a really good chance. Um, I'm just not sure where he'll get. Look, he showed good gate speed, uh, you know, at uh, at Bendigo. He, he worked forward. Um, it's just that, you know, I can't see him getting across. Vincent can go and obviously little Louie. But he, he'll be just poised off the speed and, and we've got to respect him. So one, five, eight and ten, and we better throw into two as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's race number five, and my tips are one, five, thirteen, and two. Race six is the Gordon Rothicker Memorial Championship final. We saw the heats run last week, and both heat winners I thought were emphatic. Uh, VMG McRae and Magnetic Terror. Yeah, and and look, whoever wins this race is going to have to earn the win. Um, I settled originally for seven VMG McRae and then I, I changed my mind and I went for 10 Magnetic Terror and then I kept thinking to myself, well, 12 Coravalli Star can only improve as well. So it, this is a good race, isn't it? Look, I've gone for 10 on top, Magnetic Terror, from seven VMG McRae, 12 Coravalli Star, one Illawong Awesome. You try to break the race down and see what happens here off the front row and way... Amy drove VMG McRae very aggressively last start. You can't see anything changing here. And really, outside of Illawong Awesome, who's drawn the pole position, I don't think any horse between two and six is going to get into a war with VMG McRae. And I think Illawong Awesome, you know, probably racing pattern suggests that it will probably hand up to VMG McRae, whether it makes it work a little bit extra at the start. If it doesn't make it work, I think VNG McRae finds a front easily, controls the race, she'll keep running and it'll be very hard to beat. If she has to just get a little bit of sting taken out of her at the start, I think Magnetic Terror will be the first horse to get around into the breeze. You sort of measure up the times of last week. There was very little between them. They're going to have a great duel. It's going to be a great race. Any of them could win. Ten on top from seven. Twelve Coravalli Star. You'd naturally think... There's a lot more improvement and, you know, maybe, you know, I'm not sure whether Andy's thinking about making a little gear change, you know, with, uh, with, with uh, you know, whether it's a, 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 a spreader or a, 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 um, a go straight with Coravalli Star. Just obviously got on its knee a little bit coming to the home turn last week, lost its momentum and then really hit the line strongly. But we've got to remember it's a, it's a, it's probably, a, you know, it got the in-depth class from what it was racing in New Zealand. So I think it can it can win the race. I think if you're taking quaddies, it must go in. And then one Illawong Awesome is going to be really nicely poised here and battled on pretty well last week. I don't think it can win the race, but I think it can run in the first four. But 10, 7, 12, I think they're the three, uh, then ahead of one. Yeah, I... Uh... 
I think Magnetic Terror, I'll stick with him. He, he was good for me last week, so I'll stick with Magnetic Terror. Uh, you know he's capable of making his own luck. VMG McRae, totally agree. I think Amy just has to drive similarly to last week because she was terrific and tough, a very thorough 2,200-metre performance. And that, that confidence, I think, from that Bendigo win, you can just never underestimate a horse that hasn't won for a little while, then they win, and then they can back it up. And she improved a couple of lengths, so um, very hard to beat. Ten from seven is the main two, and then 12. Coravelli star. I think Murphy Blind might have been added. Um, Elwong awesome. And number one, uh, perhaps uh, an outside chance from that good gate. So 10, 7, 12 and 1 there, Rob. Yeah, and that Murphy Blind just might be enough to make the difference. I mean, what we saw of Coravelli star last week, and, and you see this with a lot of horses from that 400 to the 200. At times, you know, obviously their, their fatigue starts to kick in a little bit and they get themselves a little bit unbalanced at that point and then they sort of want to hang in. And, you know, you start looking at gear. Is it, is it, a, is it a lugging pole? Is it a Murphy blind? Is it a spreader? So Andy's obviously identified something. He's made that change. That change just might be the difference of that horse winning the race. So it will be interesting to see. whatever Whichever way we play, Dan, I think it must go in to your quaddies and, and and if it's over the odds you, you've got to have something on it but look 10 7 and 12 they're, they're the dominant three right and uh, that is race number six the seventh event is the lifestyle communities trot uh, this is over the uh, 2240 meters it's a pretty even field I'm, I'm struggling to not um give every horse a chance in this race rob it is, and, and how this race gets run will be very interesting because I suppose you, you look at the front row and you try to identify what, what happens here. We know Royal Charlotte can get out of the gate quick. We know Golden Sunset, Ebony's Avenger, Central Otago. So there, there seems to be a little bit of genuine speed here off the front row, in particular with a number of these horses that probably run best when they can lead and I think they'll all be having a bit of a look to see how this plays out at the start which indicates there should be enough tempo to give these horses off the second row a genuine chance of running into it look I've tipped eight Kai Valley Hotspur um, on top but I don't think there's much between Kai Valley Hotspur and Egret I, I think both of them got really good winning chances I think 10 Hammers Law Terrific last week. And I've put in one Royal Charlotte, who I think maybe might be the leader and will probably run along. And uh, if that's the case, uh, obviously, Kai Valley Hotspur's chances probably increases if it can sort of hold up. But it's a it's a tricky race. It's it, like, like you said, it's a race that you might need to play a bit wide. But I, I think 8, 9, 10... And then it's pretty much uh, anyone's race. Eight, nine, ten, and one. And I've tipped eight, nine, two, and uh, ten. Race eight is the IRT pace scratching silent major and fighties, the stable mates. And um, this leaves us with a field of seven, Rob, in the final leg of the quaddy. Yeah, look, I'm pretty keen on Whiskey Cavalier. Look, I, I, I don't know. Him and I have a bit of a love-hate relationship, Whiskey Cavalier. He's been... Uh, a good horse and bad horse at the same time. I mean, he hasn't won since the 7th of January 23. So it's been a while since his last win. 
He's run some very good races, though. Uh, I thought he was outstanding last week behind Bulletproof Boy. I, I thought his run was outstanding. I think this is almost a weaker assignment than last week. His two runs before that were really solid behind Hugo Rocks and Private Eye. Small field. There's a lot to like about him. I think he gets his chance here for Whiskey Cavalier. I've put him on top. He had a three-ideal escape coming out of some really good strong form line. Eight raw for Roscoe. Second up, only gets fitter. We know he's a class horse. One young, gifted and black from the pole position. But for me, it's Whiskey Cavalier's race to lose. I think he'll be really hard to beat. I've tipped him on top. going to make him my, uh, well, I was going to say my best each way, but I think the each way... Uh, each way now might not be there with only seven runners, but anyway, we'll still keep playing him. Um, ahead of three, eight and one. Four on top from three, eight and one. And I'm really keen on Ideal Escape, but my, the main danger being Whiskey Cavalier. There wasn't a lot between them last week, and Whiskey Cavalier had to do a bit of work. And I think the intriguing part of this race might be the first 200 metres, Rob, because uh, I think Ideal Escape, they might have to try to come out and keep Whiskey Cavalier to their outside. Otherwise, I can see Whiskey Cavalier ending up in front, which is the place you want him to be, um, and that could be the difference in running. But I, I'm very keen on the three, uh, but uh, I think the four is uh, very much the main... It might be a good Quinella, it might be as simple as that. And then eight raw for Roscoe and two Malanian, three, four, eight and two. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Look, I think he doesn't need to lead to win Whiskey Cavalier. I, I think you know if he found the front without any problems, that would be fantastic. And if he sort of got a cover, I think it still equally uh, would be effective. I, I like the way he drove last week. I think that was probably the best way I've seen him. You know, race attractively last week. He, he just settled quite well in the breeze. He, he drove well. Uh, if he can. If, if Andy's uh, found that right uh, happy spot for him, um, you know, I, I think he, he, he can be very versatile. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I, I'm, I'm like you. I think Ideal Escape needs to lead to win this race, Dan, and I'm not convinced it will get there. Okay, that's race eight. The last event is the Waste Sense uh, trot over the 17.20. So these, some of these horses going back and trip here, and there's a few horses that are going well enough uh, with some hidden runs, and there's a couple of others um, that you would rate right up the top, but just put a query on, like a Queen of Quebec after last week, and, and particularly Elder Berendino. I'm not really sure where he's at at the moment. Well, this is probably the one race of the night that I'm not that keen. It's it's This is a... This is a really tricky race. A lot of question marks. Is uh, you can see this race, you know, working out all different ways. Not convinced at all. Uh, the horse that you just mentioned last, Elder Barandino, is my pick in the race. More on um, uh, memory than anything else. We know what he's capable of doing. He's won six from twenty-three. He ran, he's run seven seconds, so 13 of his 23 runs, he's run first and second, and then a third. His two runs have been okay. They've been okay. They haven't been bad. They haven't been outstanding, but they've been pretty pretty solid. Uh, third up means he's fitter. Stable's going well. I think uh, Ruth and, and, and Noel and Chris have got their team backfiring and Small field, I think, helps him. He's a really good stayer. 1,700, sometimes with stays, it's good. Sometimes it's not so good. But I think this looks the right race for the Barandino to get back into the winner's stall. I've tipped him on top. Ahead of two of Chris Finozio's horses, three Aldebaran Demi and five Queen of Quebec. You can have uh, 50 cents each one, both of them. I'm, I'm not sure 
Sometimes one goes better than the other. Uh, it's a bit of a take on trust. Aldebar and Demi should be suited by the 1700. And I think Queen of Quebec, if she does everything right, she can also run really well. And six high Kai Valley Honey Bunny, who's in really good form, continues to step up. Uh, look, she's a seasoned mare. She's had 72 starts. Uh, for 12 wins, 18 placings, and, and she seems to be in a really happy place at the moment. She's won two of her last three, and we always know trotting mares uh, in form, quick backups, normally it's a, it's a good recipe. So I'm expecting her to run a good race. But eight on top from three, five, and six, but it's a tricky race. I thought Elrosamo was good last week, Rob. Covered ground when they were sprinting up, and he might represent a bit of value in a race that I found quite tricky as well. Seven at a bit of value from three, four, and five uh, in the last event. Okay, nine events on the program. Uh, what about your best bets on that card? Look, uh, obviously race one, number four, Hot Deal, I thought uh, was a, a, a very good bet. I thought would take out the first race of the night. I, I felt like Triple Eight can get back into the winners list here. Uh, I think the draw really plays in Triple Eight's uh, hands. So race four, number two, Triple Eight, and I'm pretty keen on race eight, number four, Whiskey Cavalier. I, I thought uh, this horse would be very hard to beat, and uh, obviously there's uh, there's a couple of value runners there that that we've identified. I thought race two, number three, Hey Go, you good thing, could run a cheeky race, and I certainly thought. Also, race three, number three, Jumping Joy, would run a cheeky race as well. So I, I like the meeting. Uh, I think there's enough there to, to have a really good uh, couple of uh, good little investments throughout the night, and hopefully we're seeing them well, Dan. Um, well, I'm sure you usually do, Rob. Um, I thought our Vincent Kango was the best, uh, presuming it could be close enough to each way odds. Race five, number one, our Vincent Kango. My best bet's race eight, number three, Ideal Escape. I know we go head-to-head there, but I'm, I'm thinking the Quinella's starting to look pretty good. And my value runner's race nine, which is number seven, El Rosamo. And the Saturday Night Harness Preview brought to you by... Uh, the Victoria Harness Racing Club, whom we're very thankful of. They're terrific supporters, but offering so much for the harness racing industry. And keep in mind, if you want to enjoy um, the racing tomorrow night, perhaps out of the elements, because the weather forecast isn't that fantastic, uh, the place to be is going to be in the club lounge. Uh, it certainly will be. Uh, the new memberships uh, will be coming out for 2024 over the next uh, eight weeks or so. The memberships uh, take you up to the end of uh, January, so um, we'll stay tuned. We'll keep you posted with uh, all the updates uh, regarding the memberships for 2024. Uh, Gumbauer hosts uh, the last of the um, the uh, bonus meetings on Sunday and the Victorian Harness Racing Club. They put so much money into uh, the industry uh, with their uh, bonuses and, of course, the club lounge and lots of different uh, activities throughout the year for their corporate sponsors and members. And, you know, we strongly encourage everyone to get behind them in 2024, the more members uh, that we can get uh, as part of the club, the more can be invested back into the game. And it's one one industry uh, uh, group that certainly put a hell of a lot into the game. And, um, you know, a big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club for sponsoring us here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have a great weekend, Rob, and uh, we look forward to doing it all again next week. Happy harnessing, everyone.